pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight Hit strikeouts it. for the King tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for being back at Mariners pod. You can see me at Gary Hill Jr. on Twitter. You can email any point Gary Hill PXP at gmail.com. So the Mariners, we talked about the road trip. It was a dandy five and two on the road trip coming home and facing the Rays. Great pitching matchups coming up in the next, uh, well, this series is excellent. And it started off with Felix Hernandez on the mound, and history would be made. It was a fun night at Safeco Field last night as the Mariners take game one of this series and beat the Rays. Felix, the story, he has the most wins now in franchise history, moving by Jamie Moyer. Also, Cattell Marte, who had a monster night for the Mariners, a career night for Cattell Marte. So we're going to roll through the highlights. We have lots of great reaction coming up. Also, what we have is Josh Kearns has an excellent piece on a certain umpire that is fantastic. It's really good. Rick Riz is going to sit down with Leonis Martin. Watching him in center field glide around everywhere is fantastic. He has some good tips on playing center field. This will be fun to listen to. Brad Miller made his return to Safeco Field last night, so he's going to talk about how strange it is to be facing Felix Hernandez and what it was like to go to Cuba. He was part of the Tampa Bay team that played the Cuban national team in spring training, so he made the trip to Cuba. He'll talk about that a little bit. So a ton to get to, but let's get to the highlights. It was a ball game that was close. It was back and forth. The Mariners took a lead in the third inning. Cattell Marte, who just ripped a double in the third, ended up scoring on a sacrifice fly. It was a tremendous slide, sliding to the back of the plate, just sweeping his hand across to beat the tag. Mariners scoring there. But then Tampa Bay, a solo home run in the fourth, another solo one in the fifth. So they take a 2-1 to lead, but the Mariners strike back. They tie it up in the bottom of the fifth. So this game is all tied up at two apiece. Mariners had base runners on all all night long they weren't able to land that big blow against Matt Moore but the Mariners a chance to do some huge damage in the sixth inning with two runners on Tampa's goes they go to the bullpen to face Cattell Marte and this is what happened here's the first pitch on the way that is swung on here's the first pitch on the way that is swung on and drilled to right field and deep back back and seats and it has been a career night for Cattell Marte certainly a career night for Marte he ends the game with four hits a home run two doubles and they were stung I mean he was lacing the ball all over the yard 
So four hits, two doubles, a homer, scores three times, drives in three runs. A giant night for Marte. Lee chipped in a couple of hits as well for the Mariners. But that's what they needed. As Felix at that point had the lead, he would end up going seven strong, seven innings, four hits, two runs, another ultra-quality start against Tampa Bay. Walked a couple and fan four. So it was all set up for him to win it. Steve Ciszek on to close it down. The 2-2 on the way. Slider strike three call and it's over. The Mariners win it 5-2. Felix Hernandez with career win number 146 is the all-time leader in victories for the Seattle Mariners franchise. Felix Hernandez moves on by Jamie Moyer at 145. Felix now with 146. There it was. Felix Hernandez. He has the most wins in franchise history. Here's what Felix had to say after the game about it. It means a lot. I mean, it's an honor to be on top of that list. And I'm happy for that. It was a great team for it. Was, it was a great win for us. What was your reaction to Marte's home run? I was serious because I was still focused on the game. But I was so happy for him, too. With that home run, wasn't just for him, that was for you. Too. That, yeah, that was for me and for my for the team, so that was pretty good. Did it feel like more of a battle out there tonight? That pitch count was up kind of high. No, not really. I mean, I feel I feel better today than I was last time, and I had a good fastball. And, you know, there was second pitcher, they all fouled off good pitches, and it was a pretty good game. What was the key to feeling better tonight? You got out there, and what did you have that you maybe didn't have before? No, I got everything. I had a good fastball today. I, I won't have for the last time. And good curveball. I mean, change up was there too. So, I mean, when I got all that kind of weapon, so it's good to be out there. Was it cool to see that video from Jimmy Moyer after? after I don't I don't saw it. They, they turned off the TV and then we put the music on. <laughs> <laughs> Felix, how about this team's playing right now, too? I mean, you guys found a way? I mean, you were first place, and that's it. We find a way. It's not only one guy, it's everybody that just chip them in, and then we're looking pretty good. How, how nice is it to see what Patel's doing now, the confidence he's found, and everything he did tonight for you guys? Uh, he's pretty good, man. He's really good. I mean, he can do a lot of things on the field. I mean, he can run, he can bunt, he can hit a he can hit homers, double, triple. He can do a lot of things uh, for us. It's good. Felix, has this record been on your mind? Is it good to kind of, okay, I, I've done it now? And It was, like, a few weeks ago. Now, I'm just fucking pitching. There it is, the King Felix Hernandez, most wins in franchise history. Here's the skipper. Here's what he had to say after the game. Pretty fun game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, awesome. Yeah, you got to start with the Felix Hernandez, you know, uh, unbelievable. 146 career wins here, kind of says it all. And, uh, you know, uh, he's uh, gone through a lot here over the course of his career. It's great to see him uh, achieve that tonight. And, the, the game our shortstep had on top of it, it was, it was pretty cool, pretty fun game to watch. What did you see from Felix? There was a little bit of bounce back probably that he needed after the opening. Yeah, you know, it was obviously, you know, they, the two home runs, uh, you know, they, they gave up. Or actually, you know, pitches that were kind of down. Longoria hit it good and, and Dickerson the other way. But, 
You know, had a little trouble putting him away early. I know his pitch count got up there a little bit, and then he kind of recovered and, and uh, was able to, to get much deeper than I anticipated he might there early in the game. But, uh, you know, kept, kept battling, kept finding a way. Uh, you know, got his changeup going. But, uh, you know, they were prepared. They, they had a plan against him tonight and uh, tried to lay off some pitches down. And, uh, you know, he just, he just hung in there and kept going after him. Good description of what the King was doing on the hill. But what about Cattell Marte? Monster night, career night for Marte. You'll enjoy this. Here's what he had to say after the ball game. And, of course, I'm here with Cattell Marte. Cattell, four hits equals two interviews, doesn't it? You're going to talk to both of us tonight. I mean, I was not surprised, you know, because I, I woke it up for half of that day, and um, you see what happened. I mean, I was looking for that day a long time ago, and uh, that happened tonight. You know what, you talked about uh, just trying to get on base, trying to do whatever it is to get on base. Those were solid hits. Those doubles, a long way in the home run. What are you feeling at the plate right now? I mean, I'm pretty good. I feel good. You know, I'm working hard every day, working hard. Thanks, Edgar. Uh, thanks, Cano. They try to help me every day. And then nothing, like I say, I just try to get on base and then try to get my pitch and, um, and swing the ball hard. That's it. You have the three hits. You step up to the plate. There are runners on base. And you hit the home run. First pitch swinging. Are you looking to put a bigger swing on that? I mean, I was looking for fastball in that, that pitch. I was looking for fastball. He threw me fastball, and then I was just trying to uh, put a good swing and, and see what's going to happen. After. What's something that Edgar has told you at the plate? Uh, Edgar? What has he told you? I mean, he's, he's, he just told me, like, uh, trying to uh, be a learning, uh, be a smart, and then nothing. Just put my head inside and then get, get a good swing. You know, another thing you saw, you scored that first run, and we've seen that before. You know it's going to be a close play at the plate. You slide, and you get in there with your hand. And uh, uh, That was a close play, but I'm too fast, you know. And then, I mean, nothing. I'm just trying to use my leg and trying to get a score for my team. Well, it was a fantastic game tonight. Thank you, Cattell. Thank you. Cattell Marte on what was a fun night. Man, that was a fun night as the Mariners – Beat the Rays in game one. So they'll take on the Rays in game two of the series tonight, 7-10. It's the Miley-Smiley matchup, which is fun. Smiley has been one of the best pitchers in the American League this year, so the Mariners will have their hands full. Meanwhile, Wayne Miley has been very good his last couple of outings, so this should be a good matchup. And then tease everything up for day baseball coming up on Wednesday. Taiwan Walker on the hill against Chris Archer. That's going to be excellent. So no podcast, which happens uh, occasionally for day baseball, and there'll be and that will happen this week. So there'll be no podcast for Wednesday, day baseball. And then we'll be back strong on Thursday, and then finish out the week on Friday. So there you go. We're all set. Hope to see you at Safeco Field tonight. Right now, let's take a listen to Josh Kern's most recent piece, and it's a good one. Growing up in Puyallup, Quinn Walcott had pretty much the same dreams as all the other kids. I mean, I grew up, I was a ball player, you know, when I was 10, I wanted to be a major league player just like everybody else. But from a young age, Walcott also needed to work. Strike. And umpiring was something he could do to make a few bucks. So I was working t-ball when I was 12. When I was 14, I was working the 12-year-olds. And uh, when I was in high school, I played high school baseball for Emerald Ridge. And then during the summer, I'd umpire all the kids that I played against. And during that time, a single conversation would change his life. Someone suggested Walcott check out a career in umpiring. Intrigued, he headed off to umpire school in Florida. 
Umpire school, yeah, it turns out it's a thing and pretty intense. Five weeks of on-the-field rules, six days a week, 10-hour days. And just like playing baseball, the competition is fierce. When I went, there were, I think, 135 guys my year, and 25 of us got sent on to professional baseball. Well, professional baseball, meaning the rookie leagues, umpires, just like players, start at the lowest level. And unlike the players, there are no shortcuts. It's a slow, steady climb, and few ever make it all the way to the majors. I started in short season A ball my first year, then I went to low A, high A, double A, and triple A, and got to work in the big leagues after it was my eighth season in professional baseball when I finally cracked the big leagues. And all along the way, umpires are scrutinized and graded on everything from their style to their mastery of the game. Even though he was among the best, Wolcott admits he had plenty of doubts he'd ever actually make it to the majors. It's such long odds for us. It's about 1% of guys that make it to the big leagues from when we start out. You know, my first year or two in the minor leagues, I always said, I'll take a, a shot at this couple years. But he stuck with it, and Puyallup's own finally got the call-up. Since then, Wolcott's done his best not to stand out. He'll be the first, though, to tell you he's made plenty of mistakes. Anytime that we miss a play, the first thing on our mind is, all right, why did I miss it? Did I miss it because I was out of position? Was my timing too fast? Was I too close? Was I too far away? Was it just one of those plays that... The human eye can't see. I mean, there you know, there's so many variables as to you're going to misplay sometimes where you didn't do anything wrong. You're just a human being and you miss it. So you'd think the last thing Wolcott would want is instant replay to prove him wrong, especially given his own experience with it. I had the first ever overturn last year on instant replay to end a game in the bottom of the ninth inning in a 0-0 game in Pittsburgh, and I called a guy out at the plate, and sure enough, he was safe. But rather than begrudge it, Wolcott actually welcomes it. You know, as an umpire, it's absolutely terrific when you make a game-ending mistake and they can fix it. Uh, and it's not, you know, I didn't change the course of anybody's season or anything like that due to a mistake that I made. He still has plenty of his own discretion left, though, like when to give a player or manager the boot. Where is that magic line for you? There's lots of magic lines. We can't really get into that too specifically here, but uh, there's a lot. I mean, it can it can be time. It can be what they say to you. It can be the, the way that they're acting. He questioned the pitch and was thrown out of the game. Like the time he ejected catcher A.J. Brzezinski for tossing back a ball and then snorkily saying, no, throw me another one you can actually see. A.J. So Brzezinski ejected from the game, arguing with Quinn Walcott, the home plate umpire. And like all umps, he gets plenty of grief from the stands, too. When I umpired as a kid, the parents were the worst. They'd yell at me all the time. Who's worse, parents or Major League Baseball fans? You know, I, I, they're probably pretty similar, but uh, I don't really hear the fans anymore uh, other than the occasional uh, low-drawing stadium. It just sounds like kind of white noise in the background. The parents were probably more obnoxious back in the, the Little League days because you could hear everything that they say. That wasn't necessary. I tagged him. One set of parents, though, is always there to cheer him on. Wolcott's probably the only ump who's had his own cheering section at Safeco Field. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, that first trip in, every friend, family member was dying to get here. Are they cheering for you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the umpire. Yeah, Woo! yep, definitely. They sure do. I'm sure they get laughed at up there in the stands. And Wolcott holds out hope they'll one day see him on the game's biggest stage. Everybody doesn't necessarily get a World Series. you got to earn it. So that's definitely the pinnacle. It's something that you strive for every day. And it's a grind just like for the players. You know, you got to go out every day and do your job to show them what you can do to, to get an opportunity for something like that. Considering he's only 29, there's a good chance we'll see Quinn Wolcott get to the World Series sooner rather than later. Yes.
He just hopes we don't actually notice him. For the Mariners Sunday Magazine, I'm Josh Kearns reporting. And here is Rick Riz with Leonis Martin. We get a chance to uh, talk a little baseball and how to play center field with one of the best center fielders in the American League, Mariners center fielder, Leonis Martin. And Leonis, it's fun watching you play center field, running around all over the place, catching the ball, an outstanding, one of the best arms in the game of baseball. In your mind, what makes a good defensive center fielder? Man, first of all, it's a lot of work. You have to put it on it. You know, it's a lot of concentration, a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And it's going to take a little while, but I think I got, I got a better feeling right now. I'm playing the infield for more gym than I got to play in the, play in the, in the outfield. But, you know, practice every day and working hard, that's all about. As far as the center fielder goes, you, you watch a hitter swing. You hear the sound of the bat hitting the ball. What do you react to first to to get to the right spot to make a catch? And the first thing I got my mind try to get the rhythm with the the bat and you know try to keep my feet going. Got better rhythm, get better jump in the ball. When I'm being center field, I'm playing every single pitch, yeah. every single pitch. That little mistake you made, they lose your concentration in the outfield. You can miss the ball. You can miss the ball for for a little little bit. And that's why I'm trying to play every single pitch. Try to read the, the hidden swing, the, what they're trying to do. If they try to hit the ball opposite field, they try to put the ball a little bit anticipation. We saw you make a heck of a play right here at this ballpark. Ball was hit over your head. Jose Altuve hit that double. And you had to climb up that hill in center field, which is not easy to do. That's the toughest center field, I think, in the American League. And the reason the Mariners threw out a runner at home plate was because you got the throw to Cattell Marte in a hurry right on line. Cattell made a great relay to Chris Iannetta to get Jason Castro. How do you make that play, you know, to turn around and always hit the cutoff, man? It was a little moment that I think that I got no chance to, to make that play, and the only thing I got a chance to hit the cutoff man to throw the home play. You know, it was a little moment that I knew he's not gonna, I'm not going to make that play. And the best thing I can do is hit the court of me. And that's what I, get. I put in my mind. It was a real quick. Finally, we, it was an amazing roll of relay last night, and we saved the, that score. You have a great arm. It's accurate. It's strong. When did the arm part mm-hmm. come around for you as far as throwing a baseball as well as you throw a baseball? Man, growing up with that, you know, <laughs> my dad, when I was really young, he always yelling me, he married me because everywhere <laughs> I throw, I throw hard. That's one of the things keep helped me to keep my arm in shape and and get my arm stronger every day. Every time I go to my old season, I take like a little while to yeah. keep my arm in shape in this uh, long season, man. I got one of the things I love to do is uh, play a long time with the with the heavy ball. Yeah. And, you know, I got a couple more routines to keep yeah. my arm in shape. Now, Leonis, you have five home runs on the year, but what's one is more fun for you, hitting a home run or throwing out a guy at home plate trying to score? I love to throw the guy the <laughs> home plate. The difference is uh, when you throw the guy at home plate, it's going to be it's a little bit different feeling because for the pitcher, you know, yeah. the pitcher is going to take it that. Right. You know, both is... <laughs> <laughs> both are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but I love to throw the guy at home plate. I love that. That's part of my game. That's a little part of my game. I love that. 
We watched Ken Griffey Jr. here for many, many years. Great center fielders like Jr., like yourself. They have that built-in radar where you can turn and run to the right spot and turn around, and usually the ball is right there. When did that come around for you, and how do you do that? <laughs> man, like I say, it's a, it's a lot of practice, man. And in the beginning, when the time playing center field, I got a little bit scared to do that. Get confident every day, you know, practice, get confident, and, and I'm not afraid to do that, man. And try to get a good rhythm from the ball. I'm not afraid, that, that's the thing. If you're afraid, you're going to be in trouble. If you, you're bullying yourself, you can do that, you can do it. So the best advice you'd give for a kid to play center field, just go out there and have fun. See the ball, catch the ball. That's the thing. You have to go off on. This is a game. This is a hard game. But at the end of the day, you're going to see this is a game you have to enjoy. You have to go off on. Try to win the ball game. Try to trying to do is try to cover my pitch, you know. Yeah. Try to save it. Try to take a hit away. That's all about me. Fun watching you play. Thanks a lot for the visit here. And Rick's tips, great advice. For the kids who want to be a good center fielder like yourself, Leonis, thank you very much. No, thank you, guys, always. Brad Miller made his return to Safeco Field in Seattle. Had a chance to catch up with Brad Miller in the Tampa Clubhouse yesterday. Well, before we talk about the return to Seattle, I want to talk about a trip to Rays made at the end of spring training. What was the trip to Cuba like, a place where so few Americans have actually been? Yeah, it was special. Um, obviously, you know, getting the opportunity, the unique opportunity to go down there was pretty pretty cool and represent, um, you know, not only uh, the MLB, but the United States was awesome. Um, we had a, you know, we have a Cuban uh, native in, on our team. He's in AAA with us now but he got to go and bat lead off down there and that was pretty special you know he got to see his family um, but just walking around Havana and getting to experience it it was a quick trip but uh, we packed a lot into it and it was uh, definitely you know one I'll never forget what was the game atmosphere like you batted second uh, president of the stands yeah. I mean it was looked like quite the atmosphere what was it like to play in that game for sure I just remember the one ground ball I got hit to me in the first inning was the loudest I've ever heard <laughs> a, a stadium I mean it was absolutely electric um, there was a lot of pageantry and, and stuff involved you know in between innings and stuff but uh, it was a packed house and and they were loving it so it was it was a, a lot of fun return to Seattle of course and you get to face a pitcher that you were behind quite a bit in yeah. Seattle. You saw him pitch quite a bit. What it's going to be like to step into the box against Felix Hernandez tonight? Yeah, I know. I think, obviously, from playing behind Felix so much, I mean, the thing I love about him is he always brings it. You know, he elevates his team, and, and he's, you know, a true ace. And, um, you know, it's going to be fun to, to compete with him because I know he brings it every day, every night he gets gets on the mound. So um, it'll definitely be different. Um, you know, a bunch of the opposing players before would told me how lucky I was to play behind him, but it'll <laughs> be fun to actually compete against him well you're playing behind some pretty good starters right now how would you describe the race rotation right now uh we're loaded i mean it's uh it's awesome we got you know and it even extends down into the minor leagues you know we have guys um that we got to see in spring training that are pretty um pretty good and you know it starts obviously with arch and odo and and more and smiley here and we just got drees uh Andres yesterday and he threw seven strong innings but they're pitching great but we knew you know we knew that coming into the season you know they were going to be our strength and um, it's been a lot of fun to play behind them as well. 
Well, here you are in the Visitors Clubhouse this time around. What are your memories of playing for the Mariners, memories of Seattle? Um, you know, a lot of good ones, obviously. Um, you know, signing with them out of, out of college, making my big league debut here. Um, I remember Kuma's no-hitter last year was one of my favorite, you know, baseball experiences. Um, you know, any of the walk-offs we had here at home, you know, fighting to get in the playoffs in 14. Um, you know, and a lot of good relationships made, you know, over the, the last two and a half years. Well, Brad, welcome back to Seattle. Thanks for the time. Awesome. Thank you.